the topic is the recitation of a, of a paragraph we refer to as Uvachen Ten Pachtacha. Um, now, I think we're all familiar with it. Uvachen Ten Pachtacha is somewhere between three and five paragraphs, depending on wording and nusach. And um, those aren't exactly the same. Uh, and we're going to see um, some of the earliest mentions of Uvachen Ten Pachtacha. We're going to see three different customs when it comes to the recitation of Uchein Pachtacha besides the variant texts. And then I'm going to make a suggestion as to what each one of those customs is based on and their understanding of the role of that, of that addition. Okay. Um, I'm, um, I'm going to, we'll just take a look at, uh, at, at the sources, but just to preface it, I'm going to actually skip ahead in the sources and take a look first at the earliest mention we have in a text of Uvachente Pachtacha, which is Seder Rav Amram Gaon, which is the earliest, what we might call a Sidur that we have, although we have found fragments of Sidurim that are older than that from the, uh, in the Geniza. And Rav Amram Gaon, ninth uh, century in Bavel, there is a lot of scholarly discussion about whether or not this is original to him or a later ad- interpolation, but we're going to read it as just read it. And here he has the Seder of Rosh Hashanah. So it should look familiar. And But when we get to our passage, I'm going to translate it, because understanding what it means is critical to understanding the Shi'ur. So in the middle of Gurot, which is an addition that we make during this season, and that's going to be critical for what we do. It looks, all looks familiar. Now the instructions are, and then the rest is from the regular Sidur. So before you end Hamelach HaKadosh, you say the following. This is a Nusach we don't have. Uvechein. Uvechein means, and therefore, Tein pachtacha Hashem Elokeinu alkom ma'asecha. So put your fear on all of your creatures. I'll go through it once. Your terror, as it were, on everything that you created. All creatures should fear you. All things created should bow to you. They should all become one bound, one group. To do your will with a full heart. Now, we're adding this in private tefillah, in the middle of the bracha of Kedusha, of Kadosh. Kemoshia, and also added in the, in the repetition. Kemoshia dano Hashem Elokeinu, shashiltom lefanecha, there's different wordings there. Ozbiadcha, right, so we know that the, the rule is in front of you and strength is in your hand. And by the way, in most of our nuschot, there's an additional line there. Uvachem, number two, ten kavod leamecha, give, give honor to your nation. Tehila praise to those who fear you. Tikva tova a good hope for those who seek you out. Ufitchon pela miyachalimlach, and uh, sort of a, a retort, as it were, for those who long for you. Simcha leartzach v'sason leirach, happiness to your land, rejoicing to your city. Utsmichat karen David avdach, and raising of a shoot of a horn, as it were, for David, your servant, referring to Mashiach, and establishing a nair, a 
candle, as it were, for, these are all poetic, for Ben Yishai, your Mashiach, Ravi Amenu. We're not done. Uvachain. So three Uvachains. Sadikin your Uvi Yismachu. Right? Now, listen to these words, and, you know, we're, we're again, this is, this is the same problem that we had last week. This is a text that we usually only encounter when we're saying it for the first time, Rosh Hashanah evening. We don't have a chance to actually think about it analytically, as it were. So listen to these words, see where they sound familiar from. So the tzaddikim will see this. They'll see that you are ruler and everybody has accepted you and everybody has fear of you. They'll see this and will rejoice. Keep that word in mind. And the straight ones will will be happy. This is, if anybody knows modern Hebrew, this is a very funny combination of Sharim Yalozu. The chasidim berinaya gilu. And the pious ones will sing happily. The olata but the sinners will have to shut their mouths. And the, the wickedness will all go up like smoke. Because you will remove the sinning government. The assumption here is that it was written under Byzantium, it's referring to Rome, uh, or the Vatican, well, from, the, from, the, from the world. And then it concludes. So you should rule quickly over all your creatures, which is summing this up. Which, if you think about it, sounds a little bit like we're saying Kedusha. Right? We're ending with Yimloch. And then, You are holy. Your name is revered. There's no other God besides you. Now, the pasuk we just read, Imloch, is from Tehillim. This pasuk is from Yeshayahu. God is raised up through justice. The holy God is sanctified through righteousness. Now, this is the earliest place again, the earliest text that we have outside of those fragments where this text shows up. Um, you'll notice here that this text is fairly close to the Nusach that we have. Again, there's a few additions between, before the second Uvachain. Oz um, but, uh, but this is fairly close to what we have. Now, the Rambam mentions this, and then we're going to 300 years later. The Rambam mentions this 200 years later or so uh, in Echot Tfilah. In Echot he says the following in Source 5. Yesh mekomot, you're wondering why we started with source four. You'll see why. I'm going to go back to sources one, two, and three to explain how this goes, but one, two, and three, how to be one, two, and three chronologically, and you'll see that. Yesh mekomot shenahagu ba'aseret yamim elu. So during the ten days, this is the last halacha in Perak Bet of There are some places that have the custom during aseret yamim tshuva. Some places. L'hosif b'racha rishona zochreinu l'chayim. Rishona mi'chamocha b'rachamin, b'chaman, that's that we have. So, by the way, is what we add in only during Musaf on Rosh Hashanah and on Musaf, and I think all four daytime tefillot of uh, in the repetition on Yom Kippur. But he has it as a standard thing. Some places add this, which means according to the Rambam, there's some places that don't add B'Sefer Chayim and Zochreinu, etc. V'chein yesh mekomot shenagul osif ba'aseret yamim elu 
Shlishit. Notice what the Rambam says. There are places that have the custom that during these 10 days they add, Uvachain, Uvachain, Uvachain. Now, he assumes that you know it. He doesn't really assume you know it. He actually writes it out for you. Now, our custom is to, to add these only on Rosh Hashanah and Kippur in all tefillot, all four tefillot of Rosh Hashanah, all four tefillot of secondary Rosh Hashanah, all five tefillot of Yom Kippur, total of 13. Okay? Tefillot. The Rambam says that that is the common custom. And he says there are some places that do it actually throughout a certain Mechuba. Okay. In the Rambam's Seder Tfilot, which is source six, um, he, write, he, say, he describes how to daven on Rosh Hashanah. And he says, So now it's gone from some places to saying most people add Zochrinu Lachayim, right? And he has all the words written out in the second one, Michamochav Rachaman. Right in the 18th, he has which is another version of an expanded version. And in the last bracha, again, we have slightly different words, but that's what that's the nusach. Right, and he, and he points out that in the ilah, you say instead of okay. Now, notice what he says in the last line. All of these additions, minhag mikomot, are all local customs. By the way, local customs mean something critical, which is that if the you move to a town and the custom in this town has always been not to say these, you don't say them. And that's a valid custom. There are some places where they do not add anything. Now, this is about the four additions that we all know are universal. But in the Rambam's time, there's still local customs, and some places don't have them. And then he says, Notice, there are, that the common custom is to add this in everywhere on both days of Rosh Hashanah in every one of the tefillot. Now, why does he have to say every one of the tefillot? We'll see. By the way, you'll see I'm going very quickly through majority of the sources because it's the discussion about it that's really going to take our time. And then he says, Notice what the Rambam says, unlike what he said up here in Hechot Tefillah, where he says, people add this on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, he says, some places also add this in on Yom Kippur, which means that at least the Rambam's reflecting that the universal custom is to add this on Rosh Hashanah. In all four tefillot, but on Rosh Hashanah only. And some people add it on Yom Kippur. This is where the Rambam's talking the practical thing. The halacha, the halacha. But here he's saying this is the, rea- the reality that in some places they do this. And then he has the he has the Nusach in front of us. You see, uh, you see the, uh, the, the Nusach. There's one thing in this, I want to repeat on the whole Nusach, it's, it's uh, familiar. There's two things in here that I want to point out that are different than what we saw in Rav Amram Gon and different than our Nusach, right? And from what we're able to find from the Geniza, uh, both of these are original, shall we say. In um, the line that starts with the word piha, it's four lines up from where the green is, uh, it says, Kitavir Zadon Mina Aretz, which in Rav Amram Gon is the end 
see at the top, at the end of that paragraph, his continues. Umalchuta aliza, meherata akor vitishbor. Machuta aliza. And again, those of you who are familiar with modern Hebrew kind of could do a lot with that line, but I'm not going to touch it. But machuta aliza, and I point out here, is based on a mechilta that describes the Romans as machuta aliza. The hedonistic, the silly, the overly uh, overly gleeful, but in a way that's not positive. They're called machuta aliza, which, by the way, is itself an internal play on words, because just above the nusach that we all have is yisharim ya'alozu. And so the image here is that the people who are straight and who are ethical and are proper, when God's kingdom comes, they will rejoice, and the ones who are now a kingdom of rejoicers will be destroyed, rejoicing improperly. Good. The le- second thing I want to show you is also something that we don't have in our Nusach. We did not see it in Ravon Gon, and that is, So far, so good. Right? And then, instead of Yimloch, which is what we have, watch what he does. You probably haven't seen that in any Nusach. You probably never said that. Is part of your Rosh Hashanah davening. Neged zekenecha kavod, meaning there should be honor in the presence of your zekenim. Where that come from? Kakatu. And we have a pasuk that you you might know the pasuk from Yeshayahu, but you haven't seen it before, except maybe in Kiddush Lavana. The chafral vana uvoshachama kimalachad ratzvar b'hartzion yishalayim v'neged zekenav kavod. A pasuk from Yeshayahu that the moon will be embarrassed, the sun will be embarrassed, all will be embarrassed, embarrassed because people are worshiping them. And when God's kingdom comes, they'll be embarrassed because Hashem is the king in kavod. And this is a critical theme within this whole tefillah that when God's kingdom comes to earth, meaning when the world recognizes Hashem as the king over the earth and the creator, that the zikinim, the tzaddikim, the yisharim, the chasidim will all have reason to rejoice. While the machut ta'aliza, etc., etc., will be destroyed, will be embarrassed, etc., and then it says, V'ne'emar Adulayim loch le'olam va'ed. V'ne'emar ra'yibar Adulayim tzvot ba'mishpah ve'alakadoshim tash b'yistaka. You've got to wonder why those psukim are added in. Uh, what's that doing there? And again, we'll talk about it. Baruch HaTashem HaMelech HaKadosh. Okay? Um, so, I'd like to, to go back to the beginning now. The first sources. And I'm going to share with you an observation. It's not my own observation. Um, I'm not sure who the first person to make this suggestion is, but let's start with this. What is the makeup of the tefillot on Rosh Hashanah? And so the answer is, of course, the best answer you can give um, to, uh, to any question, which, of course, is it depends. It depends whether you're talking about Arvid, Shachrit, and, and Mencha, or you're talking about Musaf. So this Mishnah is talking about Musaf. As Mishnah says, Seder Brachot, is a Mishnah in Rosh Hashanah towards the end. Omer Avot, right, that's Magen Avraham. Agvurot, Vachayim Etim. Ukedushat Hashem. Kedushat Hashem is HaMelech HaKadosh. Vecholel Malchuyot Imahen, which means 
the whole description of God as king, which includes and then right? Right? All that stuff should go in Kiddusha, which means you're going to say, and then Psukim, and how are you going to end? There's no Tkiya with that bracha. Then you say Kiddushatayom. What's Kiddushatayom? Kiddushatayom is Atabachartanu and Hasiyenu and Melech HaKol Aretz Mekadesh Yisrael, Yom HaZikaron, or perhaps just Mekadesh Yom HaZikaron. V'tokeya, Zichronot V'tokeya, Shafrod V'tokeya. So we all understand that there are three brachot at which there's Tkiyot. And the three brachot at which there's Tkiyot are Kiddushatayom, Shofar and Zichronot. We also understand that there's going to certainly be a bracha like every time that you daven, which is called Kedusha. HaMelech HaKadosh, or most of the year HaEl HaKadosh. And according to this first opinion, which we're going to meet him in a minute, you say Malchiot in the bracha of Kedusha. And then, V'yomer Avodah, that's what say, Hoda'ah, that's Modim, Merchat Konim, Natsim Shalom, Tivrei Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri. So Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri's opinion was, again, the first bracha of Shmon Esrei, regular with whatever additions you make. Second bracha, regular with whatever additions you make. Third bracha, Atakarot Shishimcha Kadosh, and then the whole Malchiot. And you finish, Melech HaKol HaAretz, HaMelech HaKadosh. Not Kiyah. Then, Atavachartanu, Atiten Lanu, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then the rest. That's what Biochamanuri. He was challenged him. And says, Why are you mentioning Malchiot in, in the third Brachat? If you're not going to blow a shofar. Then, by the way, that's what we do. Atavachartanu, Yalev Yavo, and then all the Malchiot, all in that bracha, and you finish, Melech al Kola Aretz, Vokadish Yisrael, Yamazikaron, and Tokea, and you blow. Zichonot, Tokea, Shavon, Tokea, etc., etc. Okay? So two different approaches. Now, you would think, based on the fact that everybody in the world does what Rabbi Akiva says here, that's Rabbi Akiva versus one other Chacham, you would assume, slam dunk halachak Rabbi Akiva. Not so quick. The Tosefta, parallel Tosefta here, tells us a story. Source 2. Makom shenahagul omar kidivrei Rabbi Akiva, omer kidivrei Rabbi Akiva. In other words, and we find this a lot about Rosh Hashanah, including with the Kiyot. 
If the local custom is to do as Rabbi Akiva said, that you do. Or the other way, the other way, which means both minhagim are codified in halakha, at least at that point in time, as being valid, and either one is a, is a valid minhag. Now is a story. He said, Kedushat Yom, which is, um, with Zichronot. Now, Amar Shem Gamliel, Ma Matzinu B'chomakom Omram Revi'it. After all, when do you say Kedushat Yom? You always say it as the fourth bracha. Avkan Omram Revi'it. Right? You say it as the fourth bracha. Rebbe Omer, Ma Matzinu B'chomakom Omram Emtsa'it. This is actually supporting that opinion. You always say Kedushat Yom as the middle bracha. Friday night, what do you, you daven? You say Avot, Gvurot, Kedushah, Ha'el Kadosh, and then what do you say? Kedushat Tayom, which ends with the Kadesh HaShabbat. And then, Ritzay and Modim and Sim Shalom, or Shalom Rav, so that means the middle bracha is Kedushat Tayom. Rabbi says the middle bracha should be Kedushat Tayom. You say nine in Musaf, so the number five should be, and that's Zichronot. Right? Now, so there was a particular time they were in Usha. Usha is south of Haifa. Usha was a, uh, a place where the Sanhedrin had to move. Um, during the Bar Kokhba time, they had to move several times to the north. They moved to Usha. And by Rishonavarabiochanmanbrukavamarkadivarabiochamanuri. They had two days of Roshana, of course. So the first day he got up, led davening like Rabiochamanuri. Right? I remember Yavne. And in Yavne, where my father was the head of the Sanhedrin, Rabbi Gamliel, we didn't do it that way. So on the second day, a different Chacham got up to lead. By the way, what's fascinating here is, in the same shul, on one day Rosh Hashanah they did it one way, and on the second day they did it the other way. Think about that. Think about what that would do today. Simply confirms that Rebekah's position is the one that was practiced in Yavne. That is, of course, our practice. That is the halacha. But you see, in these days, it's still mixed. I want to draw your attention to one other thing, which we're all familiar with, and we actually learned this sugya together, and then we're going to start the discussion. Um, important to note, by the well, I'll make this known at the end of this piece. In the towards the almost at the end of the first parak of Brachot, the the reason it says Vyamar is this is a kovetz of things that Rabba Bachina Sava quoted Rav as saying, so they put up them all together because this particular topic it doesn't really fit here; it fits more in the fourth or fifth parak, but it's here. The rest of the year, those, that's what you say. Except for from Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur inclusive. And of course, during the whole days, Okay. Rabbalazar Amar, by the way, where does Rabbalazar live? Rabbalazar lives in Eretz Yisrael. He says, no, Elachadosh is, is fit. Why? Shinemar, and he quotes a pasuk that looks, should look familiar to us. God is raised up in justice by Ela Kadosh and the Holy God is sanctified through righteousness. What season is that when God is judging? That's the season. 
And what is God called in the Pasuk? Ha'el HaKadosh. So Ha'el HaKadosh should be a perfectly appropriate thing to say. So now, in Babel, they say, Mai Ha've'alah, Amrav Yosef, Ha'el HaKadosh, Melech Mishpat, meaning, according to some Rishonim, what that means is, no, they were rejecting the whole HaMelech HaKadosh. They're saying, you only say Ha'el HaKadosh. And Rabbah, Mai Ha'melech HaKadosh, Ha'melech HaMishpat, Ve'elchatake Rabbah. And the a later note in the Gemara says, we pass like Rabbah, and we all know that we say HaMelech HaKadosh. Parenthetically, the reason I mentioned about Rabbi Lazar and where he lived was that in all of the Sidurei Eretz Yisrael that we have access to from this period, they did not say Hamelach HaKadosh. They said Ha'el HaKadosh throughout the season. They did not change the bracha. Okay, just pointing that out. Now, let's see if we can figure out what's going on with our Uvechein Uvechein. We've seen one custom, which is to say this only on Rosh Hashanah, but in all the Tfilot. We've seen another custom, which is to say it on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippurim, and we've seen a custom to say it throughout the entire 10 days. Okay? Now, um, there has been some interest among the Rishonim as to where this comes from. The earliest that I have found of the Rishonim who actually discusses why it's there, and by the way, the text of Uvachin appears nowhere in the Gemara, nor in the Mishnah, but it seems to be quite old. It seems to, some people ascribe it to Rav, perhaps. All right, and, and I'll explain how that works. But in, uh, in Provence, in the 13th to 14th century, among the great Provençal Chachamim, there was a man who lived in Lunel, town of Lunel, uh, whose name was Rabbi Aaron Kohen. He wrote a book called Ochot Chaim, which is a critical book of halacha of the Rishonim. And then he says the following. By the way, notice it says there's three uvachains. In our nuschaot, there's anywhere between two and four. Right? I'll show. Watch what he says. He says, you know what? why there's three uvachains? To correspond to the three themes of Rosh Hashanah. Interesting thought, but then based on that, when should we say Uvachin, Uvachin, Uvachin? We should say them on Musaf. Harishon, Shuvachin, Ten Pachtacha, Kulo, Inyan, Mamlacha. Okay, the first one is easy. That is God rule. The rule of the truth is all of them are about God's rule. Right? And as you read through, The whole world will become God's, elite, uh, God's loyal servants. All right? So when we say give honor to your people and rejoicing to your city, we're asking God to remember us. So zichronot. This is a little stretchy. The evil will be destroyed. The shofar is a, is a sound of freedom, the yovel. Okay. After you're going to say Hamelach Hakadosh, so right before Hamelach Hakadosh, you want to talk about God being King Hamelach Hakadosh, and then you say Atav Achartanu. Okay, it's a, it's a very stretchy piece. It's very difficult. Um, you see here, by the way, the tour in commenting on this raises a question, which we already saw the Rambam sort of address, but not in practice. He said. I've never understood why people don't say all 10 days. I don't understand it. 
ותמדתי מעולם למה אין אומרים ובכן תן פחתך על כל עשרת ימי תשובה, דמיישנה זה התוספת שבריכת קדושת השם שעושים לעבוד לגבורות. In other words, during אבות we add זוכרנו, during גבורות we add מי חמוך ורחמים, during הודאה we add כתוב לחיים, and during שלום we add בספר חיים. So why is that any different? In other words, his thinking is that this belongs to עשרת ימי תשובה. And he says, V'shamati sheish makomot shenolagin lo'omro. Now the tour is 14th century. And he says, I've heard that there are places where they actually do it. Guess what? Here's one. Now, I got this from a shelf. I didn't have to look for it. This is the nusach from the uh, Baladi. You know, in the Yemenite community, there's two very distinct groups. One is known as the Baladi, one is the Dardi. Right? But... Um, Um, yeah, so I, I'm going to address that. Um, in their Nusach, first of all, you see how many Vachains are there here? There are three Vachains, uh, there are uh, three Vachains, but you'll see why, even though you would expect four. This is the Nusach Abalati, the more traditional Yemenites, from the, uh, the Tichlal, um, and it is said, during the entire 10 days. Just like the tour said, why doesn't anybody do it? Like my mom said, some people, here you go. Now notice what they have. They have, By the way, Ashkenaz says that in Chazar Ashatz, and not in the same order. But uh, Nusach Sfard says this, also is part of the Uvachens in Chazar Ashatz. I'm not sure if they say it in the, in the Lachash. But notice, And by the way, in the other Nuschaot, in the Ashkenaz Nusach of Chazor HaShat, it expands. Ba'i Yushalayim Yirecha, etc., etc. And now, Uvechein ten pachta Hashem Elokeinu al-Kom HaSecha, V'encha al-Kom HaShurata, Kom HaSim, etc., etc. Okay, Oz B'yadcha, notice it's the expanded version. Uvechein ten kavod li'amecha, Tila li'recha, Tikla li'roshecha, Tukopel li'amecha b'lach, Zimcha li'artzach, Sasson li'rach, Zimchut keren l'david abdach. Listen to that word, Zimchut keren l'david abdach. And then watch, This doesn't work as a song so well. I tried it all morning. It doesn't work. There we go. And now look what he says. And he quotes the Pasuk from Yeshayahu, and then Hashem Nochom read, and then, like Hashem Tzvok Bamishpat. Okay. I just want to point out that here we now have solid evidence of a community that till today says Uvachain throughout the entire Sertimei Tshuva. The common custom is to say it on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, although the Rambam noted in the Sidur, that the prevalent custom was to say it only on Rosh Hashanah, and some places also said Yom Kippur. What's cooking here? What is going on? I want to point out one last thing, which is in this Nusach here that we have of the Baladi, which we saw in the Rambam, you notice that at the end, they quote three Psukim. And the two Psukim are from Yishayahu, one Pasuk is from the Torah, Shem Nochelam Ved, And remember that in our other Nusach, we also quote from Tehillim, Im lochad mayolam, 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 lochad mayolam
So here's the suggestion that has been the prevalent suggestion among scholars to understand what uvachin, uvachin, uvachin is. Um, and then I'm going to share a suggestion made uh, by Liebreich and then put a little bit of a twist on it also. Let's start with the position that this is said during the entire 10 days. And the Torah's point is solid. The Torah's point is, why is this any different than the other additions? But I'm going to take it in a slightly different direction. Notice that in Bavel, and that's the custom we're following, the tradition was very strongly to say that you have to say HaMelech HaKadosh, and as pointed out, it's so severe that if you forget HaMelech HaKadosh, you have to go back and repeat it. If you said HaMelech HaKadosh, you have not said Shemona Esri, probably have to go back and repeat it. Melech HaMishpat is a little different because you still said the word Melech, so that's why we say you don't have to repeat it. Ideal HaMelech HaMishpat, but HaMelech HaKadosh. This is during the entire 10 days, and nobody distinguishes between Rosh Hashanah Kippur or Shabbat between or the Thursday of Slichot. It's all the same. You have to say, you add those four additions. And, sorry, and you, and you change it to Melech HaKadosh during that time. What I'd like to suggest is that Ubechein is an expansion of Melech HaKadosh. At least that's one way to look at it. Because think about it. Melech HaKadosh combines two themes. Ha'el HaKadosh is one theme. God is holy. HaMelech HaKadosh is two themes. It is that God is holy, but that God is king. Now, you think about it, when you say just regular Atakadosh, Atakadosh, or Filu, is all about, we praise God, imitating the Malachim. And in the, the Kedusha that we say, in the public Kedusha that we say in the repetition, we expand that. It's all about Kiddusha. It's all about singing to God who is Kadosh. There is no mention of Machut there, except it creeps in at the end, because they say Kadosh, they say Baruch, we say Imloch. Okay. What happens in Rosh Hashanah? The theme of Kadosh gets doubled. It's not Ha'el Kadosh, it's now Hamelach Kadosh. And so therefore, we have to give that full treatment. What is Hamelach Kadosh? It starts with Melech, which means we have to declare that God is king. And so we expand on that. And the way for God to be king is for God to, de- to demonstrate his presence to the world, put his fear on all the creatures, to raise up the, the ones who are loyal to him, etc. And that will lead to And it will lead to everything that's suggesting the And therefore, it totally belongs to the entire season. If you're going to change Ha'el HaKadosh to Melech HaKadosh on the Tuesday, the day after Tzom Gedalia, then you've got to also say Uvachein, 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 because it's all part of the theme. That's the thinking behind saying it during the entire 10 days. The thinking behind saying it only on Rosh Hashanah, I think is that Rosh Hashanah is, is as follows. And this is not my idea, this is suggested, I believe, over 100 years ago. And it's a suggestion to bat it forth, but I think it has a lot, of, a lot to recommend it. You see that in the Mishnah, there's a dispute about where Malchuyot goes. Dispute. Does Malchuyot go with Kudushat Hashem or Kudushat Hayom? Now, Rekiva's attack on Rabbi Yochanan which is, if you're going to say 
Malchiot in Kudushat Hashem, but not below the shofar, why are you saying Malchiot at all? The shofar is supposed to go with it. But I think Rabbi Yochum is making another point here. He doesn't get to, his response is not recorded. But I think he's got a very good point, which is, this is a season in which we are being mamlich et ha'el ha'kadosh. And therefore, the entire theme of Malchiot really belongs with Kedushat Hashem, the sanctity of God's name, Hamelach HaKadosh. Rabbi Akiva's position is Malchiot belongs to the day, and therefore it's included with the mention of the day. Atavachartanu, Batitemlanu, Yalevi Avo, Malchiot. But you understand that they are disagreeing. It's a liturgical disagreement. They're not disagreeing about whether God should be king or whether God's holy. No, no question. They're, dis- they're disputing liturgically. How do we reflect that best? Rabbi Yochanan Nuri says we reflect it best by demonstrating and, 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 and praising God, who is the holy king, and expand on the whole notion of malchut during the mention of Kiddushah. And therefore, the Khatima, I think, would be, as I said before, Melech al-Kol ha-aretz ha-Melech ha-Kadosh. Beautiful thing. Rabbi Akiva, in the meantime, says, but it has to go with the Tekiah. And we all agree that Tekiah can't be with HaMelech HaKadosh. And so, therefore, he puts Malchiot where he puts it. And he says, after all, it's the day of Rosh Hashanah. It's the day of coronation. And, therefore, the day is the, is the time that's fit to, to mention Malchiot. Okay. And I think what Uvachin, Uvachin, Uvachin is, is a nod to Rabbi Yochum Menuri. It's saying that even though Malchiot is only going to be in uh, in, uh, in Kedushat HaYom, Kedushat Hashem should not be bereft of it. And we're going to take a page from Yochum and Nuri. So then, now somebody could ask and challenge it. Good, so you should only do it in Musaf. In other words, on Musaf you say, Why do we say, Because we don't make any, diff- any uh, distinctions between Musaf and Shacharit and Mincha in the first three brachot. So if the Nusach of Ha'el HaKadosh or Melech HaKadosh on Rosh Hashanah is Uvchen, 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 it is for the whole thing. And because after all, this is a day in which we are declaring that God is the Holy King. God is going to reign over the world in his sanctity. And that's what we're declaring. And that's why Uvchen, Uvchen. And that, by the way, would be why it would only belong to Rosh Hashanah and not to Yom HaKippurim, which is what the Rambam says is the absolute universal position to say it on Alt Tefillah of Rosh Hashanah, and some say it also on Yom HaKippurim. The, our common custom, of course, fairly universal is, except for the Yemenites, and I'm still looking to see if anybody else, is to say it on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, and I believe it's because, in general, we take the framework of the liturgy of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, and they make them similar to create kind of a, 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 a continuum of a theme. But really, if you think about it, when you say the words, etc., they don't really belong to Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is not about God being king. God is already king. Yom Kippur is not about God putting the fear of heaven, literally, into every one of his creatures, but rather to forgive it and bring us close. But be that as it may, but I want to show you another thing that, that becomes a, a, a beautiful connection in this, in this series of Achain. And for, to do that, I'm going to go back to the Nusach that we have uh, here. I'm going to use Ramam's Nusach because it's closest. 
I want to show you that the entire Uvachain Uvachain is really um, uh, written in a chiastic form, building up and then building down in, in symmetrical reverse. It starts with Uvachain Tein Pachtacha, right? And by the way, actually, I'm going to go to the Nusach of the Baladia, you'll see why. Uvachain Kadash, we'll stick with that. Uvachain Kadash, God's name should be sanctified. Please look at the end of the bracha. What do we say? HaMelech HaKadosh. Okay, what's the second theme here? Put your fear on all those who you created. And uh, they will all come and worship you as one. What's the second to last theme? You will rule over all and the moon will be embarrassed and the sun will be embarrassed, etc. Now what happens in the middle? Right? And honor to your people, etc. And tzadikim yeruvi smachu, and the wicked will be destroyed. And so you have a chiasmus of beginning and ending with sanctity of God, moving into God ruling over the world. In the middle, justice is done, and sitting exactly in the middle is honor for his people. Okay? Now, Let's think about where this comes from. Right? Is a reflection of Hashiva Shoftenu Kabirushana. Return our justice as of old. And now move. Is an expansion of. Look at the words here. All right, and then it moves to smichat karen. Sorry, simchali atzecha v'sasom leirecha. That's lushalay mircha, and usmichut karen leDavid avdecha. That's et semach David. By the way, important thing to note is et semach David was originally not said in Eretz Yisrael. In Eretz Yisrael, they had eighteen brachot, which includes v'amal shinim, but there was no et semach. It was part of Yerushalayim. That's about, in Bavel was separate. The whole of Achain is all Bavli. It's all Babylonian. And then we move from there to the Az Tzadikim Yerushmachu, which means we're going back to Al Tzadikim. V'isharim Yalozu, v'chasidim b'rinai yagilu. And by the way, what comes before Al Tzadikim in Arshman Esrei? V'la Malshinim, the destruction of the wicked. V'olata teik potzpia, v'chol arisha kula k'ashan tichleh. So in other words, what we have in here is taking those brachot that are at the end of the bakashot of the weekday tefillah and reweaving them into a beautiful chiasmus which describes the image of God ruling over the world, of us crowning God as king over the world, and of the entire world justice happening, which means the just, the loyal, the downtrodden are raised up, and the wicked, the, 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 the oppressors, etc., are destroyed. And that's essentially the theme of that part of the tefillah, which focuses on Yerushalayim, and then culminates with at Samach David, Mashiach, Malchut, because Malchut Beit David is Malchut Hashem. And that all comes together here in this beautiful tefillah uva you can now understand the sentiment of saying this during the week. 
It's not just that it belongs to Amalekha Kadosh for the whole week. It's a re-weaving. It's an expansion. It's a poetic um, uh, broadening of the themes of Shmon Esrei already at the beginning. So hopefully over the course of the last uh, 45 minutes or so, we've had a chance to look at this addition to our tefillah to see that there were three different customs that were regnant. Today, there are two customs, either to say Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, or also to say it during the whole 10 days. I made suggestions about where each one of those customs may have come from. We looked at the structure of this tefillah, and, or this addition to the tefillah, and saw that it's both chiastic and also reflective of the tefillot, of the brachot that we say in our regular Shmon Esrei, praying for justice to happen in the world when, when God is revealed as king of the world and the whole world accepts that.